the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast. Today we will hear a classic message from Bishop Greer. We believe this word will bless you, so let's get into this classic teaching. Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Jericho, uh, the the name there shouldn't be uh, new to anyone in this room. We know that Jericho was the first city that uh, Joshua conquered after they crossed the Jordan. And actually, Jericho is one of the oldest cities in in human history. And it was one of the first cities in the entire uh, world. And by this time in history, the time of the New Testament, uh, it became one of the wealthiest cities in Palestine. Let's uh, go to Deuteronomy 34 and 3, and let's listen to how Moses described uh, Jericho. And my speakers are on on the stage uh, in the back. Thank you. If you could modify that. Well, Moses is finishing his statement, and he said, The south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, and then he describes Jericho, the city of palm trees. The area of, of Jericho was known for its palm trees from the time of Moses uh, to the time of the New Testament era. And uh, by the time of Jesus, it had become a major resort area. And, and the rich and famous from, from all over Israel, and sometimes even from outside of Israel, would, would have a, a, a home or a villa in this area. It was equivalent to our Palm Beach or our 90210 zip code. It's a very, very important zip code. Uh, many of the Pharisees lived there, the Sadducees, and, and I believe uh, even uh, the, the, the king himself had a, 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 a home in this particular, Agrippa, in this uh, uh, area. Luke 19 and verse 1. Then Jesus entered. The road was lined with palm trees, the landscape dotted. I want you to get a picture of uh, with luxurious villas here. But scripture says something important. And he passed through Jericho. This is an amazing statement. He was less than 20 miles outside of Jerusalem. And uh, he knew what was coming. He was about to first uh, face numerous uh, merciless beatings. He was about to, to deal with the bloody cross. And all the comforts of the world were in this town. But Jesus chose to pass through. And he passed through Jericho. 
What you can pass by on the way to your goal will determine whether or not you achieve it or not. You know, every yes is by default a no to something else. And in order for Jesus to fulfill the purpose of the Father and the purposes of his own heart, he had to say no to comfort. He had to say no to luxury. I mean, if there was any place I'd like to stop and say, you know, Lord, you know, I struggled enough. They've, they've wrestled with me for years. They criticized me for years. Lord, I think I've done enough. But Jesus in this area who, again, he was a brilliant man, you know, just in the flesh, apart from him being the son of God, he could have very easily came up with, with some strategy to, 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 to be greater than Solomon and build an earthly kingdom. Uh, he was a, a man's man. He certainly could have built an army and, and, and just taken some of the homes there. But scripture says Jesus passed through Jericho. What you're willing to pass by is as important sometimes as the place you say you're going. Because if you get stopped on the way to grandma's house, it just won't happen. And he passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Now this is the way the Bible introduces this man. His name Zacchaeus is actually a Hebrew word and it means pure which was everything he was not, actually. The point here is we discover from his name that he was Jewish. But then it continues, he says, who was a chief tax collector. So he was a Jew, yet he represented the Roman government. And which I need you to understand here is people hated him. He represented the worst kind of traitor. He had betrayed his own people. People would spit after they walked past him. And, and, and uh, people would, would, would cross to the other side of the road when they saw him come. He was a, a very hated individual. But Scripture goes on to, and it describes it very carefully. We find out he's Jewish. His name is Zacchaeus. He's a chief tax collector. He's, he's really, you know, tax collecting was a lot like being in a mob back then. There was a lot of underhanded uh, stuff that, that happened. He oversaw all that. But then it added, and he was rich. Now, Jericho was a border city, and you know that again because it was after the Jordan. It was the first city Joshua encountered, and, and the walls came tumbling down there. And the Roman uh, uh, government... One of the ways they, they, they funded themselves was through collecting taxes on the Roman roads. So this was, you know, a very, very important place. If you're coming into the area, you, you would go through the road uh, 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 in this, this uh, uh, Jericho, and there was a custom station. So now he's the, ta- he's the chief tax collector. So me, all the taxation in this area was run and ruled by this one individual, and the, the way the Romans ran it is the tax collectors got a portion or a cut. And this incentivized the tax collectors to make sure that they got every penny possible because, again, he got a cut of everything that came in. So we just found out that he was rich, but, but now we're understanding why. Because he got a cut of all the taxes that came through this particular area. It says, and he was what? Rich. So he, he, this guy really put the R on rich. If, if, if you looked at his, his, his garbage bags, all his garbage bags probably had the Louis Vuitton Lego on. It was that type of wealth that this man had. The type of money that people would both kill and die for. 
And I just wanted to set this up so you could see verse 3. And this man, though he's very wealthy, he sought to see who Jesus was. This man yearned for something that his money could not buy. This unlikely, this troubled, this world-hardened man, the Bible says, sought to see who Jesus was. This is why we have to be careful about writing people off. Because God has a way of using the least likelies to do things that that we could never imagine. His greatest works are done by folks like this. You know, Jesus is not the answer for just a certain type of person. He's the answer to every person. And many of us, you know, we think, you know, well, well you know, that, that moral person over there, that, that's an ideal church member. You know, typically the moral person is the hardest person to reach. <laughs> typically, if we selected our church, we would ruin the church. Because everyone in the church would look just like us. Come from, from, from where we came from. And, 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 but one of the things I love about grace is that in this church, we have a a CEO sitting next to a person receiving minimum wage. We have a a former prostitute sitting next to a stay-at-home mom. We'll have former crack addicts serving next to uh, military brass. Medical doctors praying with and alongside of high school dropouts. We we have all different races, all different types of people, all different demographics of people. All different types of people coming together in this one place. And I hope you become a little more like me. And let me tell you something. Every time in my life, and this is why I've stopped doing it, I tried to judge a book by its cover, I failed. You never know what's under the hood. You never really know what's happening in a person's heart, in a person's life. Who would have thunk? I know that's not proper English, but who would have thunk? That this man would have had an appetite for God. He said, he sought to see who Jesus was. Zacchaeus was probably a very, very bad man. But his heart, underneath it, he was searching and seeking for a better way. So be careful when you judge too quickly. You say, well, all those earrings and those tattoos, that means nothing. In fact, if some of y'all would take your shirts off, I'll see the same. Don't do that, though. But he could not because of the crowd. This is important. Sometimes people don't see Jesus, not because they don't want to, but because of the crowd that hangs around him. Gandhi once said, the first half of this quote is accurate. The second half is some debate about whether or not he said it. But whether he said it or not, I think is beside the point. I know some folks have thought it. He said this. He says, oh, I do not reject your Christ. I love your Christ. It's just that so many of you Christians are so unlike your Christ. 
And what had happened is he was a barrister in South Africa. And he was exposed to the faith. And he had a secret hunger for Jesus, and he started to attend church. And one day he went to the South African church, and the Afrikaners had a special name for people of color. And when he went into the church, the Afrikaners said, called him that name, and said, you are not welcome in this church, and you must never come back to this church. So now you understand the last end of this quote. It's reputed that Gandhi said, I would have become a Christian if I hadn't have met one. He sought to see Jesus, but could not because of the Jesus crowd. We have to humbly Listen to Gandhi's statement. It was a penetrating statement. And if just half of that quote is accurate, the only challenge here is after he rejected Christianity, he'd also have to reject Hinduism. Because when you think about it, in his own nation, while hungry people were starving, Cows would walk through their living rooms because of their religion. Untouchables ate dung and garbage while the upper class lived in privilege. It's funny how people can pick on the Christians and somehow... Strain out the gnat, but swallow the camel. Somebody once said something about people that live in glass houses should not throw stones. But Zacchaeus could not see Jesus because of the surrounding crowd. And by the way, this is why we go on TV, radio, and the internet, and we do creative things like both sides, to reach people that would not dare darken some stained glass venue. Because there are many people in the world that are seeking Jesus but can't see past the Jesus crowd. But let's keep looking at the text. For he was short of stature. You see, when we look at this thing a little bit closer, you'll notice something. The real problem was not with Jesus, and it really wasn't with the crowd. The real problem was Zacchaeus' own shortness. His shortness of perspective. His inability to see past people. But I want you to learn from Zacchaeus, because all of us have a little Gandhi in us. Watch what he did. Verse 4 said, so he ran. From Jesus, like a lot of people do? No. He had a great excuse. 
He was being blocked. People were in his way. People weren't doing right. People were not open. People were not fair. He was an outcast. The scripture says, but he ran ahead. Zacchaeus didn't quit because he faced an obstacle. But watch what he did. He said, he, he, he said himself, inside himself, he said, I may be short, but I know I'm fast. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> We're not limited by what we can't do, but what we choose not to do. Maybe you can't do everything, but you can do something. He ran ahead. I hear people say, well, I quit attending church because somebody upset me. But here's the deal. You still go to work Monday through Friday, though they get on your last nerve. So be honest. The real problem is not that things went wrong in the past. The real issue is you just don't want it enough. Because if you really want it, you'll push past. Zacchaeus wouldn't let people get in the way of his Jesus. And you can't let people, the church, people in the church, pastors, preachers, song leaders, ushers, deacons, you can't let nobody get in the way of your vision of Jesus. Watch what he did. It's a man. He had every excuse to walk away. He ran ahead and climbed up. Here's something I know. If you're looking for an excuse, you're going to find it. Something I know. But I also know if you're looking for an answer, you'll find it. It just depends what you're looking for. If you come here, you're going to find a problem. We got some. We got some. But if you're looking for answers, we also got some. He climbed up into an inconvenient, the trunk of a sycamore tree is pretty wide and uh, the branches are a little high. The short man did the inconvenient. He climbed up into a sycamore tree to what? See him. Zacchaeus would not let his view of God be obstructed by imperfect people. Whether he had to crawl or climb to a seat, I like this man. He was going to find and see his Jesus. He climbed up a tree to see him. And this is what it's going to take sometimes. The issue is you're short-sighted. I'm short-sighted. And we need perspective. Do not use your short-sightedness as an excuse. When you walk away, you're not hurting Jesus. You do, though. You're really hurting you. 
The crowd didn't care about Zacchaeus. So if he would have walked away, he would have gave the crowd exactly what they wanted. So you walking away is harming you more than the church, the pastor, the Christian neighbor. You think you're punishing. He went up to see him for he was going to pass. He knew Jesus was going to pass that way. Let me ask you a question. If you lived back then and you knew that Jesus was going to pass a certain way, how many of y'all might want to show up and be there? Okay, I, I, saw, I saw most hands go up. Well, every week, that same Jesus stops by grace. So why aren't you regular? I mean, at least live stream or something. And when Jesus came to the place, some encounters with Jesus depend on us getting in position first before they can happen. Now, Jesus did his part and went where he was supposed to go. But Zacchaeus also had to do his part and show up where he needed to be. When Jesus came to the place, and that's amazing that the place is usually hidden behind some obstacles. When he came to the place, Jesus looked up and saw him. He saw a man that through personal grit, perseverance, and determination was up a tree and out on a limb. People didn't like him. They were stabbing aristocrats and tax collectors, you know, in crowds back then. But actually, he's risking his life to get a glimpse of Jesus. But here's the deal. When you really go after God, no matter the cost, God will spot you. And just like Zacchaeus, he will eventually single you out for blessing. I recognize that we would like to just hit the easy button and everything just, just fall into place. And we have that dynamic encounter with the Lord. But as I just said, often those most powerful moments happen right after some obstacles were placed in my way. After I faced some opposition, after I had to push past some things to creatively figure out a way to move forward. And he said to him, Zacchaeus, it's amazing Jesus knew his name. Make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. He, he had just, Pharisees, the scribes, and the Sadducees, they all lived in this area. They, they had homes there. He bypassed all the holy crew. All of them. And he decided he wanted to stay at this tax collector's house. But here's something that's true today, and it was true back then. You only invite yourself to stay in, in, in the homes of either close relatives or very close friends. You know, I could show up at grandma's house, she'll receive me. I could show up at certain aunts and uncles, some aunts and uncles can't. But, but you, know, I, I, <laughs> you know, I show up at certain houses. I could show up at the Milton's house. I could show up at, at, at the Watkins house. And, and I know that they'll, they'll, they'll receive me. Why? Because we're friends. We, we have a relationship. So what was Jesus saying by inviting himself to his house? He's saying, we're family. 
Saying there was a closeness and a, and, and a kinship that Jesus had with the sinful man that was willing to push past excuses. A man that was willing to do whatever it took. See, when you seek, you will find. When you knock, the door shall be open. When you ask, it shall be given. But you got to persist. You got to do the knocking, the asking, and the seeking. And when he did it, Jesus called him friend. And everyone's upset about this. And we're about to see this in a moment. So he made haste and came down. Though, you know, it, it might have felt like he was on the limb of that tree, out on the limb for Jesus, for, for what it felt like an eternity, God will not leave you hanging. He will eventually show up and honor your faith. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next time as we continue this classic teaching with Bishop Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Greer Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. As we begin the new year, we have a fresh opportunity to join together and help the hurting. Please consider partnering with Derek Greer Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com. And select the green Donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.